1: Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks to everyone who checks in every single week for the new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Always appreciate you listening. Uh, Always appreciate the comments you leave in the various places you can do that. Uh, Please keep doing that and if you're not already a subscriber, it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover new ones and know what's happening in the music world. You can subscribe to us at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify. YouTube, Anchor, Stitcher, Podchaser, wherever you get your podcast from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with them, and we'll take care of the rest. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, going to be talking with Sparks. In fact, Russell Mayell jumps on the line to discuss their new record called "A Steady Drip, Drip, Drip. We'll hear about how the songs have uh, especially been taking on new meaning during the uh, current pandemic and, and how their new songs actually speak to a lot of their uh, older songs, especially on, uh, on on subjects like climate change. The band is also very good at swearing. There are a pair of songs on here that make very good use of a certain word. I'm going to talk about that as well. And how Russell ends up singing really challenging melodies. Uh, They're all over, beautiful melodies all over this record. But uh, melodies that I think that a lot of artists would probably stay away from. But Russell does them with with such mastery. Beyond just this new record, it's a very busy time in the world of Sparks. They've just completed a movie starring Adam Driver called Annette. Now, this is a movie that they uh, they wrote. It's a musical. Every line in it is sung, so I'm going to hear about that. And an upcoming documentary that's being done by Edgar Wright. Plenty of news there as well, so let's jump into this. Talking about this record, a steady drip, drip, drip. It's Kyle Meredith with Sparks. Well, first off, it's uh, always an honor and a pleasure to talk to you, and especially when there's new music involved with the new Sparks record, a steady drip, 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 and and that's not the only thing. I know it's a very busy time in in the life of Sparks. It seems like, and I want to talk about some of those those other bits that are uh, that are also on the way, but. Kind of regarding this record, which, by, you know, compliments first. I have enjoyed it so much. Oh, thank just you. Just singing along the last few days. It's so good. So Thank you. So, think, yeah, congratulations on it. You know, it, it does come on the heels. The last record, it's, of course, it's been uh, lauded that, um, you know, it landed in the UK's Top Ten, which was, you know, kind of the first in a little while. I, I do wonder, you, know, you all have made so many records, but when you have something that lights like that, that kind of extra success that comes along... Does that offer any extra rejuvenation when you go into the next project? Well, we we like to think that
2: none of that really matters, that you're doing it for another purpose and that commercial success is great, but you're you're doing it for your for your artistry. And so when the last album when hippopotamus did go into the UK top ten, we were, you know, we were trying to say, well, it doesn't really matter, but then it was really kind of heartwarming that after this point in our career after having at that point 23 albums that now we could also do something that was not only what we thought creatively really successful but something that also reached a lot of people and so that in that respect it's it it has importance and so that it was it was a really great thing and and i think it's also helped to bolster kind of the anticipation for the new album which is coming out next month that it did bring in the last album a lot of new fans and so there will be more anticipation for this new album and so that's why we worked extra hard also on trying to make it as as strong as we could possibly make it
1: for many of us who have followed you all through the years you know this is a great record, but it's another great record. And I, I don't want to disparage it like that. I, I'm really commenting on those new fans that you're talking about because you know to become, to become just a, acquainted with Sparks a, at this point. You know what an exciting little event! What a, what a back catalog to a. I'm a, what I'm saying is I'm a little bit jealous in, in a certain way of someone who gets to discover you for the first time.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's also a really unique situation that we have fans that are just discovering the band for the first time with any of the latest releases that we have. And so we kind of approach things knowing that it might be the situation where someone who just hears the new album and doesn't have any knowledge that this is a band with 24 albums, in fact, that we have to make the new, the latest release be as strong as it can be. And I think that's what sort of keeps us motivated too that we have we don't have a traditional career arc that most bands have that have had a long history that we have you know different phases that have had different success in different parts of the world and so it's not been as kind of tidy as a lot of other careers and so a lot of people are just discovering sparks now for the first time and a lot of young people and then they they go back and go god how is it possible that this new album is from a band that has 24 albums because it doesn't it sounds kind of maybe too too fresh and too modern and uh you know all the all the things that you hope for in an album by a band you know and so that's kind of one of the the extra treats now is that people are discovering the band for the first time and uh liking what we're we're doing now,
1: yeah well it's a it's a hell of a record to discover a band on and, and, and I do want to get into it too, because uh, obviously there are so many interesting characters that that go through your all songs through the years and whether they're representative of of you all or or if they're just sort of characters, as I said, who are these people in the songs this time around, or do they is there something that sets them apart from any of the folks you've um, you've written in the past? I guess are they in our world?
2: Well, I mean, one of the knacks that Ron has about his lyric writing is that, you know, he's able to take mundane situations and maybe even mundane characters and kind of elevate them to a to another sort of level. And, and, and when you treat the, some of these subjects that are kind of more potentially mundane, and you treat them in a song and kind of make them overly elaborate about how you're talking about them it 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 brings it to a to a different kind of level and stuff and i think that's a real a real knack to be able to do that and there's a song on the new album that's called Mm -hmm. lawnmower and so Mm -hmm. it's about a guy's passion for his lawnmower and he goes into such detail about this situation with with the guy and and so it it's it's a mundane situation but But it becomes something bigger when you treat it with the melodic kind of content content that that song has and and also with kind of the detail and precision of the lyrics that are accompanying it. And so we kind of like... Doing that in Ron, especially, where you, you have subjects that, that and themes maybe in songs that are kind of sometimes even maybe a traditional theme, but done in a way that's non-traditional and talking about you know a relationship which has kind of been done billions of times in pop music lyrics, but to find new ways of how you, you treat talking about a relationship. and that, that I think, is a real knack.
1: So, when it comes to, you know, I think, and you hear, I hear a lot of artists talking about how, you know, it's important for them to, of course, reflect in their songs, their snapshot, a lot of them will call it, you know, what is happening uh, in, in our own environment, our own uh, landscape. And, for those mundane moments you know we've loved so many of those but do you also find that you want to be reflective of of what's happening in the world
2: well i think that on the new album especially that the lyrics in, off, uh, in often in this album have become pretty prescient they were it was also written obviously before the whole current situation in the world but there's a lot of songs that now have taken on kind of a new meaning maybe sadly mm-hmm. so but uh, or have taken on new resonance resonance now with the uh, the current situation. I mean, there's uh, I'm toast now. You can kind of read into it in ways that weren't imagined at the time that it was written, and and the song that's the final song in the album that's called Please Don't Fuck Up My World. It maybe had certain a certain meaning at that time, but now I think it's even taken on a a new meaning now. Uh, that maybe it, it didn't have and so it it's it's pretty interesting that I think a lot of what's in this album has become uh, more even more relevant now than than what Ron had admit and had imagined when he wrote those lyrics.
1: And please don't fuck up my world. I mean Chris I hear that and I, I hear, you know, about um environmental crisis and and by the way throwing the kids choir on there at the end that's that's a nice addition uh... <laughs> for, for a line we liked it to repeat <laughs> yeah for you know just to have those voices of please don't fuck up my world over and over it, I, I did wonder like you know when i when i even when i first saw the title i think it was even before i heard the song you know I thought back to "Never Turn Your Back on Mother Earth," and and do you ever find that there are threads back to your older songs like that? Is that something you all enjoy doing, or is it something you sort of think about later, like, oh yeah, you know, we've we've touched on this in a different way, and and here's continuation.
2: Yeah, I think there's there's relevance between "Please Don't Fuck in My World" and "Never Turn Your Back on Mother Earth," and I think maybe even "Please Don't Fuck My World" is kind of even a A more urgent call to arms and the speaker in the song is kind of even being more uh, aggressive in how he's uh, trying to remind everyone that uh, hey this is this is for real and 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 the song too can be taken we thought aside from that the you know, climate issues that it can also be, you know, you can also say it's about, it could have been about a relationship too, that a guy's speaking to his partner and saying specifically about that relationship, please don't fuck up my world. But then it also then opens up into a you know a bigger topic about climate change and now it's even you know you can take that theme even just the general subject of don't fuck up my world and apply it to what's going on right now uh in the whole in the whole world situation so i think it's Mm -hmm. uh it's adaptable the theme of that song
1: and it's a fun, I mean, again, there's so much fun to listen to, and you get that on there, and, you know, I think a lot of the same things can be said about iPhone. I mean, obviously you kind of get, especially from an artist point of view, you know, you get that a lot, too, about, though that's the one I keep repeating. That song, by the way, iPhone, that's the one I keep hitting play on over and over and over. It's um, another, uh-huh. maybe it's the word fuck. You know, you guys use it well, I think, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about
2: it. Well, uh, <laughs> that that song, uh, iPhone, is you know we we don't like to gratuitously just throw in swear words cuz it's kind of cheap to 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 be able to do do that and it and but in the case of iPhone where it's saying put your fucking iPhone down and listen to me it seems like it's such a colloquial way of saying that sentiment that you had to use that word cuz we toyed at saying you know like would you kindly uh set down your mm-hmm. iPhone and listen to me or and it didn't have the same kind of resonance that put your fucking iPhone down and and listen to me. So it and this song also it's kind of you know it's just suggesting about communications amongst people how it's you know kind of maybe we don't talk to each other as much as we do we we have in the past in a in a more metaphorical way we don't communicate with each other and it, it kind of uses the iPhone as sort of a metaphor but it it also cites during the song about Adam and Eve and their kind of communications issues and then uh, Abraham Lincoln and his uh communications issues as mm-hmm. well and, and and so it it's it's um uses the iPhone but kind of speaks also about different specifics throughout uh, throughout history
1: and, and and you know and the way the melodies go in here as well when you when you get a song like onomatopoeia do you find that's a challenge to sing, or is that is that something that comes natural to you? Because again, you know, you, you've had lots of moments like that through the years, but still hearing something like that the first time is completely impressive.
2: Oh, thanks. Uh, I really, I really like the song Onomatopoeia. I think it's I don't know. There's something so I don't know happy and kind of uplifting about it. It's it's so anti-cynical. There's nothing <laughs> in the slightest cynical of, uh, about it either, and it's just kind of just really, um, really happy and and about this, you know, this this person that can only communicate via anima in onomatopoetic poetic ways, and just that kind of thought combined with the melody of that song—it's just uh, joy fest, I think.
1: On beyond that, uh, as, as I mentioned at the beginning, I know there's other things going on, uh, both a documentary and an upcoming uh, film. The film Annette's. With um with Adam Driver and uh and Mary and uh I'm gonna script her last name how do you say it Cotiar. Kotiar <laughs> that's what I thought so it's got both of them in it Could you tell me a little bit about this I mean I I don't I, There's only little scrapping so far of the information available from this movie but this is something that you all uh you all wrote right Yeah
2: we eight years ago we had done what we thought was going to be Sparks next album called Annette and it's a narrative story but we it would be really a cool thing to have as an album and then we had met at the same time at the Cannes film festival that year the french director leo Karax. he had used one of sparks songs in his last movie called holy motors and after we got back from Cannes that year we thought god we should we have this project maybe just send it to him to see what he thinks about it so we did and he came back to us and said wow this is pretty amazing and i i would really like to consider directing this so he did make the decision that he wanted to make this be his next film. That was eight years ago and now it's taken that long to harness together all the various elements and that it all of a sudden became a a fairly big-sized budgeted film when it turned out that we were getting kind of A-list actors wanting to be in it and having Adam Driver give his green light to the project was just such an amazing thing for us that what we had seen as just this you know small project we created in our living room now all of a sudden adam driver is going to be singing that role that i had been singing here for for eight years as we developed it further with with the director so the the project was shot and completed at the end of last year and was still just some small editing tweaks being done but it's basically finished the movie and we're so happy that it all got shot um before all this the situation in the world happened so we're not sure exactly what form you know now no one is uh, what form you know movies are going to take uh going forward and you know we had hoped it was going to be at the Cannes Film Festival be premiered but that Cannes Film Festival was was pro- postponed this year um, pushed back for a month or month and a half or so but it might be canceled altogether we we think in the end because it's just it just Would be probably not way too soon to have a film gathering like that. So they're thinking possibly later at the Venice Film Festival or Toronto Film Festival's little premiere. So it will more than likely, you know, depending on just the course of distribution of films, what that's going to take, but it will be a a really great high profile film. And Adam Driver is just really spectacular in the movie. And it's all singing, all of the dialogue. I mean, 95% of it is. Song, but in a in a in a way that's stylistically true to uh, how Sparks <laughs> Sparks sensibility. So if you can imagine that in a Adam Driver doing Sparks, that's a, that's what we have. And then the other project we've been working on as well, or more like more more accurately, that Edgar Wright has been working on has been a Sparks documentary. And for the past two years, he's been shooting this shooting sparks all around the world in mexico city in japan in london los angeles and he's been also compiling amazing kind of testimonials about sparks from just various musicians and writers and film directors and actors all speaking kind of about sparks and some some that it's just been really great to see them the, the amount of people in the kind of disparate you know areas that they all come from all these really great people speaking about sparks so it, it's going to be a a pretty um, pretty great document about the ban and right now edgar has a three-hour version of the film that exists for true hardcore people but he's trying now to also edit it down for a more palatable uh uh time time so that it can be uh, shown, you know, in, in uh you know, movie theaters and not have to be like uh Star Wars uh or something like that. <laughs>
1: right. Is it is there any timeline on, on the documentary? Is that uh is it finished finished or are you just waiting for the, the, the environment to work itself out?
2: Yeah, well it's kind of a combination of both. It's nearly finished and he was hoping he's actually planning for it to be now more like ready for the Sundance Film Festival, which is at the beginning of next year so that might be the the launch pad for it especially in light of the situation now where everybody's kind of not knowing how things are going to pan out that planning for that that late might be the smartest thing but it's it'll be a really uh it's a really cool document for not only for sparks fans but also for people that aren't aren't familiar with sparks to hear these various musicians and people speaking about the band
1: well, I mean, it's 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 great people that you know have have come to bat for you guys. Of course, Edgar Wrights. I mean, of course, we love his movies. So I'm really interested to see how he does the documentary treatment, and of course that you know cast from Annette. I mean, this this is these are good people. This is exciting stuff. Yeah, thank it's you. Seemed, yeah, yeah. We're,
2: we're really excited about the upcoming uh, events as well. So it'll be it's going to be really cool.
1: Yeah, and in the meantime, of course, we've got this new record with a steady drip, drip, drip. Which uh, I'm uh, I can't wait for everybody to hear on this one too because it's such a fun record. And Great. Um, yeah, Russell, it's always Thank a pleasure you. to talk to you. Thank you so much for doing this today.
2: You as well. Yeah, good talking with you. Thanks so much.
1: No problem. We'll see you around. Take care. Okay.
2: You as well. Take care. Bye bye.
1: My thanks to Russell Mayo right there again. The new Sparks record is called A Steady Drip Drip Drip. Now the last time I caught up with the uh, brothers Mayo was back in 2017 when they had just released that record, Hippopotamus. It was a collection of unique, quirky, imaginative pop songs that challenge their legendary catalog as much as celebrate all the reasons why we love them. So I'm going to give you part two of the interview from this 2017 run here about that record and the backstories on a pair of its songs as well. Part two of Kyle Meredith with Sparks. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. Good. I, I feel like, you know, the place to start is kind of a silly point because everybody seems to make, you know, the address that it's been, what, eight years since the last album, but you guys have seemed as busy as ever in that eight years. I, I, is that the truth, or, uh, or have you had some real good time off and, and got out of the cycle?
3: No, it, it's, it, it actually is uh, accurate. Uh, so We've been working on a movie musical project for the last four years, actually. That's gonna, it's a movie called Net. That we wrote the story and all of the music, and it's going to be directed by the French director Leo Scareac. And uh, so we've been working on that for the past well for four years, uh, even prior to the start of the new album. And, uh, and then prior to that, we had actually been we did that collaboration with the with friends Ferdinand that with the group we we call ourselves the FFS. Mm-hmm. So. That project also was done during that period. So yeah, we and we have in fact been uh, very active and you know uh, during that period. But now we, uh, at the beginning of last year, we started work on the hippopotamus album. And finally, now uh, in in September, it will uh, see the light of day.
1: Does it feel like a palate cleanser when you get to get away from you know pop albums? As the, as you know, I'm going to use the term broadly, obviously, to, to do that kind of stuff. It. it
4: it does yeah I mean we it's kind of stretching other muscles and using other muscles in a certain way and and just working in a long narrative form and then working with a with a band where you kind of are not in your another band like with now where you're not in your comfort zone all, all those things are really I think are good and they kind of have a good effect when you come back to working uh, you know in the way that you've worked before. You feel you know kind of rejuvenated and more more excited about doing it when you kind of come back, and you see also just the the strengths of of working in that way in a, in a different sort of way than you than you had before.
1: And getting back to you know this style of music, I mean, what does pop music even mean to you guys at this point? Because you've always had a very skewed version of it, great for us fans, but you know what, what what's the even idea of of you know the pop world for you guys at this point?
3: But, well, yeah, go go ahead. Well, we sort of feel like we've got to carve our own our own universe because the the pop world that we always used to love so much it seems like you know some of the those ideals aren't being upheld in our minds as much as they they were in the past. And so the only way to combat that is to kind of do something that you feel is is kind of really vital and uh, has that spirit that you feel is kind of lacking in, in a lot of pop music now and so we just kind of you know approach things just with that sort of spirit you know pop music does
4: it's not like a an inferior genre to to other kinds of music and we we feel that people should respect that that kind of music and what in what they do and it just seems like a lot of people don't Care enough about what they're doing and and whatever the results of what we do we we always are we really care about it are really intense when we're working on things
1: which completely you know shows itself when you hear the songs the care that goes into it because even taking like the the title track which was the first song that we heard from this record I mean, you, you know, <laughs> what you guys do with that, because it almost sounds like a children's song at the beginning, and maybe that's on purpose, and, and the way you do it, it sort of becomes scary, which, you know, it's really interesting how easy to make it, children's music sound really scary anyway. Um, <laughs>
2: uh,
3: we'll, we'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, no, that's a, a, scary, a scary ch- ch- children's song is fine yeah. uh, by us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Does the hippopotamus itself represent anything uh, specifically?
3: No, I mean, you know, people have asked, you know, you know, is it a metaphor for something? But what we like about it is it is just a modern, uh, you know, a dark uh, fairy tale or, you know, a dark little uh, short story kind of, or not even dark, you know, but it's a, it's a short story that it's a little bit offbeat and that it, that isn't a metaphor. The Hippopotamus isn't a metaphor for something else. It, you know, it's, it's a, you know, a short story unto itself where uh, guy sees these disparate objects kind of piling up in his swimming pool. And then the end, you know, he's wondering how did they get there and all of that. There's Anonymous Bosch and a book by Anonymous and Titus and and 58 books on a microbus. And, you know, in the end, he just concludes, well, isn't that grand? (laughs) And I like that that's the, the end of the, you know, end of the little short novella.
1: I mean, this is the type of story I would actually prefer to read to my child.
3: Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> need to start with a little something, a little, a little substance,
1: you know? <laughs> a little bit more imaginative. And, and and I'll wrap up, in fact, with that newest single that we've all been hearing with, uh, with Edith Piaf, because to center in on her, and again, I don't know if it was just, you know, that's just where your idea landed at the moment, but... I kind of feel like what you guys are doing now isn't far off with what she was up to in, in her day too, vocally especially, but musically as well.
4: Well, that, I mean, that's really uh, that's really kind because you know we don't want to make value you know comparisons ourselves, but if other people do, that's fine. <laughs> but but she, she was somebody that worked who is able to convey convey their personality really strongly through their music and you know in, in our own way that's kind of what we have sought to do and and also just you know you mentioned about the vocals and where where there's it's a style of vocal that is incredible and kind of is beyond kind of the slickness that you hear from most singing even thing that you consider really good singers and so i think just the Idiosyncratic nature of the singing is is something that we really, you know, identify
1: with. Mm-hmm. I really do love what I've heard so far, and and so happy that you guys just continue to do it. You're one of the most original artists out there, and I couldn't be more thankful that Thank uh, you. that you're doing what you do. Oh,
2: uh, thanks so Thank much. You.
1: Thank it. you. Well, it. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you guys. I'll let you get to your plane, and uh, and hopefully we'll oh, see you around. <laughs> Thank you. thank you kyle all right take care bye Bye. And again that interview back from 2017 and the record hippopotamus the new sparks record a steady drip 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 it is masterful pop mastery definitely check it out thanks to uh ron and russell thanks to you for listening. Also, uh, again, if you're not a subscriber to the series, I, I do hope you uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now. It's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and learn about new ones and know what's happening in the music world. Uh, again, you can find us at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Podchaser, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with... We'll deliver new interviews to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. After that, head to wfpk.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews, too. Again, that's wfpk.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on just about any social media platform, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
2: Consequence
4: Podcast Network. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights.